Yeah, we got trouble right here in Phoenix City with a capital T that rhymes with P that stands for Phoenix. Phoenix loses on the road in Toronto tonight against a discombobulated team. Let's let's be real, Suns fans. Toronto kind of sucks. I was hanging out on the subreddit stakeout tonight. They they know they suck. They know they're not a good team. They know they have a lot of missing pieces. So how do the Phoenix Suns respond? Well, they decide, you know what? Let's make total 35 shots in this game, and let's turn the ball over 27 times, Matthew. 34 made shots. They had 27 fucking turnovers. This was garbage. This was a waste of my time tonight. Thank you, (laughs) Suns. Thank you very much. Yes. And what did I say? My locker room uh, halftime speech before the game, after last game, those speeches I give to the team, mm-hmm. don't shoot yourself in the foot. You'll have a chance. That's what I yes. said. 25 times I did it. Um, 27. 27 times. I'm probably not refreshed. Did they have two more? <laughs> I have no idea. I'm just on the way to the locker room. Yeah. They turned the ball. Did they turn it over times. a few times on the way to the locker room? All right. Mm-hmm. Makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. That's, I mean, we still have a chance to win, but can you believe nine in like the first quarter? It never stopped. It never stopped this game. Hard to watch. Like you said, a waste of fucking time. Like I get upset with these games. I'm just like pissed. I'm not going to blame anybody. I'm just like fucking. I'm going to blame everybody. Are you kidding me? I'm going to literally blame everybody. You know, when you come into a game like this, you know what you're going up against. And we are not stupid. We know we were without Devin Booker. We know Cameron Johnson not there. No Landry Shamit. You know, a lot of things are going against the Phoenix Suns right now. I understand that. But when you have self-forced error. When you have lack of effort from players, especially your max players, when you see zero effort on a box out at the end of the fucking game, it's a perfect personification of multiple possessions this entire game by this team. That's the frustrating thing. That's the frustrating thing. I'm not happy that they competed this time. I'm pissed off because they shot themselves in the foot over and over and over again. Monty Williams knows that this team, by halftime, has turned the ball over. How many times? How many times did they have it have it turned over by halftime? Any idea, Matthew? I have no idea. I'm going to say 17. I'm sure the Jamsters know. It was it's maybe probably, it was 19 or something crazy. It was turnovers 14. They had 14, 14? at the half. Okay. The four of the first five possessions in the third quarter, they turned the ball over. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, it's always the beginning of the quarter too. Even in the fourth quarter to start, it's just always seemed like they were starting the quarters with the turnovers. And I did say, I'm not going to blame anybody, but it's just, it's a weird game because I feel like there's one guy I'm really pissed off and you probably already jump and ship again on this, on this guy that you defended last podcast. I, maybe you're talking about, Aiden, I don't know. But um, oh, we'll the effort from him was really shitty tonight. Oh, we'll um, get there. We'll get so there. I don't want to lead off. Why did I say I'm not going to blame anybody? What am I talking about? I'm going to blame That's all everybody. <laughs> but you know who I won't blame? I won't blame any of the jamsters who are deciding to no. take some time out of their day to either watch this live, watch this later, or listen to it. We appreciate it. Don't hit the thumbs up button. I don't give a shit. Don't give us a five-star review. You probably haven't anyways. I don't give a shit. You should be pissed off too. So if you're sitting here watching it, be pissed off with us. Because I'm going to be pissed off for the next hour. And that's what sucks about this. Yeah. But this is also like the therapy session, right? This allows me an opportunity to vet all of the shittiness that I had to absorb this entire evening. I got my wife flipping me off over here because I didn't spend time oh, with her. Oh, is she? 
Yeah, well, it's your anniversary, it's because, man. It's because of the stupid fucking Suns. Yeah, you know what? We do waste, and it's always way worse when we're losing games because it just seems like a waste of time because no one really watches or whatever. But don't just don't f us and not give us a review. Give us a review, but don't give us like a one star review because we said we don't give a shit. No, it has nothing to do about you. But if you're gonna give us a review, give us a five star. Don't give us a one star because we said if we don't give a shit. Well, welcome. To I don't the give a shit. Therapy though. session. Welcome to the. <laughs> this therapy is the rough. Session. This is the hardest beginning we've ever had. I feel well, like. it's just it, again because. I didn't have much expectation coming into this game. You know, did I expect we'd win? Yeah, I kind of did, but I knew if we lost, you know, it, it, there, there'd have, we'd have our reasons, right? But to have our reasons be so goddamn self-inflicted, it's just like, like, what the, f- who's coaching this team? Who's coach? You know what? Just pop them if you got them, Suns fan. I'm drinking water. Matthew's drinking water. Oh, water. Fucking music. Thirteen to one hundred and four, the Toronto Raptors win the game. Phoenix shoots themselves in the foot. Twenty-seven total turnovers. Uh, shot amazing from from beyond the arc. You know, there, there's some things that are positive. But my first question, Matthew. Matthew, I got to ask. Matthew, I. I got to ask, you know, I, I, I put this out there on Twitter. I go, what question should I ask Matthew first? Um, and th- there's some good ones. You know, Joe from Charlotte, he said, is it okay to be happy we competed this time? And and Aussie Suns fans podcast said, what did we do to upset the NBA uh, referee so much? Gary Johnson said, is Chris Paul cooked? Uh, but you know what? I'm going to start with this question from the Aussie Suns fan podcast. Are turnovers the chosen dessert for New Year's Eve celebrations? Because in the last game of 2022, the Phoenix Suns were turning the ball over at an alarming rate. Well, for this team, turnovers, yes. Isn't turnover a vegetable? I think half this team, they're vegans, right? Turnover or, is a dessert. It's a dessert? What the yes. fuck is a turnover? You're thinking, of, you're thinking of a turnip. Okay, well, I don't know what a turnover is. I don't know what a turnover, the like an apple turnover? <laughs> no, I've never had it. I oh, thought man. it was just a veggie, but I'm like, yeah, it makes sense for this team. Um, you know, when the turnover started, I thought they would kind of just fall off and I thought we would be okay because I felt like this is a game we can win for sure. I thought the energy was kind of there, like back at the Memphis game. And I was thinking, I'm like, uh, you know, Aiden's kind of playing hard. They're all kind of feeding off each other. And then once the turnover started, man, that just, they never stopped. And I think it has to start with Chris Paul and it has to start with, you know, maybe some effort with DeAndre, but he didn't have any turnovers early in the game. But a lot of the guys, just the sinking issues was was really, really bad and really, really hard to watch. You would think this team, now that we've had the injuries, they would kind of know each other better. But it was just maybe this Toronto team is just a little bit too long. Maybe they're just a little too athletic for the Suns. They are a shitty team. The Suns are a shitty team right now. And that, that's what hurts, dude, because you know that these turnovers are really what killed them. That's the only thing, because we could have beat this team by like at least 10 points. We had some runs in this game where I thought it was over. But then all of a sudden, just give them back the game. It was like shitty, shitty basketball all night long. Yeah, so I, I might be like a lot of people out there. I thought this game started at 6, Arizona time. So I'm getting all ready. You know, you typically if the game starts at 6, oh, you know, like 6.08 is when it'll go, you know, the tip will happen. 
So I'm settling in. I'm like, all right, 608. I turn it on. It's already the second quarter. It's like, what the hell happened? That's the best though, right? No, because I'm like, what the hell happened? Yeah. You know, in hindsight, yeah, it should have been the best. I ordered a pizza from uh, Venezia's. Oh, uh, great, great to pizza. You know, but then I'm like, okay, the Suns are down. They were down at that point. They were down like nine. It was like 33-24 when I, when I tuned in. They put a nice 8-0 run together. I'm like, all right, I'm the good luck charm. And then, like, I looked at the statistics on ESPN, and the Suns were shooting 72% from the field. I'm like, what the hell? And I looked at rebounds, and we we're out rebounding. And I'm like, what the hell? And then I looked at the turnovers, and I was like, oh, shit, they can't handle the ball. You take a look at the box score tonight. Chris Paul, six turnovers. Damian Lee, five turnovers. Dwayne Washington, four turnovers. Torrey Craig, Mikael Bridges, DeAndre Ayton, Dario Saric, two turnovers a pop. I mean, everybody just – and you're right. Toronto's a long team, and we knew this coming into this, right? What did I say at the end of the last podcast? The Toronto Raptors are a team that turns you over the most in the league and also protects the ball the best in the league. They don't turn the ball over. That's their recipe for success when they have success, which success, which is rare. They're a team that I think with this win, they're 16 and 20. Obviously, the Suns are on the other side of that now. Now we're 20 and like 16, 20 and 17. Barely. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be pretty soon. We'll have the same record at 500. Yeah, well, I was thinking about that today. I'm like, shit, when's the last time we've been 500 this late in the season? But we're headed that way. We're headed fast because if we're playing teams like this in this manner and not acting with the sense of urgency that you need to do so, then trouble lies ahead. And you you can start to play the blame game. And you know us, Jamsters, that's that's what we're going to do. But it has to. It has to start with Monty. Ever since I've been here, we talked about everything you want is on the other side of hard. This is hard. Monty, Monty Williams, coach of the Phoenix Sun. I don't, I don't know, man. I just, I, I'm frustrated with these continual Monty, just, just bad coaching, lack of adjustments. Because, like I said, after turning the ball over 14 times in the first half, they come out, they turn the balls out, they turn the ball over four times out of the first five possessions. Now I get that Monty's not on the court. He's not the one throwing those passes away, but doesn't he have to in some way, shape or form inform his team? Like, you know what? Maybe we need to change some of our offensive sets. Maybe we need to attack this a little bit differently. So we stop handing this team a victory. Cause that's what the Suns did tonight. They handed this team a victory. Um, yeah, if I knew what kind of adjustments to make, then maybe. But it's weird to look at like who played tonight, and it's only Biombo who didn't play, who is available. So adjustment-wise, when you want to go um, lineups, I don't know what you can do there. Um, if you want to actually feed the ball to Aiden more, maybe that's an option. But I feel like our bench and a lot of guys coming in hit some big threes tonight, so you kind of got to feed them. Um, to me, I just I still can't blame coaching because I don't know what you do with this. It's a situation where if you're if you're fully fully staffed up there, you got all your stars, and this is happening, then yeah, um, you know, kind of like a Steve Nash situation where he was with Brooklyn, and he had his stars, but of course Kyrie had his thing, but nothing was working on the court. You can start to blame the coach, but right now I just I can't. I have to leave it in Chris Paul's hands. I have to leave it in DeAndre Ayton's hands and Mikhail Bridges' hands because those are our three best players right now. DeAndre Ayton should be the best player on the court. At any game, a lot of these games, especially if you're playing a stinky team like Toronto Raptors, maybe you can say Siakam's better, but I think Aiden can really win us a game. But that's not going to happen either. So then I look for Chris Paul, but it's not going to happen there if he's turning the ball over six times. So he leads the way with six turnovers, and I think it just starts there. 
to go to Monty would be very, very difficult right now. I just, I know it's a tough stretch right now. You don't have anybody. You haven't even picked anybody to fill up these roster spots. So it's a, definitely a weird situation. I don't think he would have ever thought he would be in this year going into the season. Okay. Well, I guess I won't blame Monty then. I guess I won't, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll blame Chris Paul. The point's So Chris Paul on the evening ended with 20 points. He had 12 assists. It was a solid game for him. Three of six from beyond the arc, six of 12 overall. Uh, But again, those six turnovers. And he also had, and and this is where you start to, it's where when you're frustrated and the the team is turning the ball over at such an alarming rate, it's where you start to question the referees. What do you think about that Chris Paul delay of game call? Fuck. What the fuck? And you know what? I was like, maybe he threw it. The other side of the court, because we didn't see the replay till maybe a few plays later. Oh, I watched. It. I, I watched the whole thing as it happened. I'm like, they're gonna fucking call something on him. Oh, really? Because I just saw him walking up and just. And usually, I mean, if he does something a little sneaky, he usually has like a little smirk or different kind of look on his face. This time, he just was like exhausted, tired. I don't give a shit. And it was kind of weird where you leave you leave the ball on the ground, and all of a sudden it's like that's a delay of game. He left it on the ground like a lot of players do. He didn't do anything, and then he gets a technical after that. Yeah. And then I'm kind of like, what the fuck, Chris? But then also I was frustrated, and I would have punched that ref in the face because that's how I felt. So just a technical I think was good enough. Um, <clears throat> Very fucking weird. There's a lot <laughs> of weird than calls assault. out there, man. Yeah, there's a lot of weird calls out there, even like um the one where um towards the end of the game, what was happening? I forget. I'll think about it later. Because I, which I one? Had the some one where Mikhail was pushed in the back. Yep, that was. Yeah, that wasn't called. And then there was a foul called to Mikhail after that because he slapped back. But there are some other calls, man. I have to think about it because every now and then I was upset with these refs. I'm never usually that way, but tonight they were very frustrating. Well, and you look at the overall fouls called in this game, and the the Raptors were called for 22 to the Sun 17. You look at overall free throw attempts, eh, 26 to 23 in favor of the Raptors. They had three more attempts than we do because we never outshoot the opposition from the free throw line. But it was the severity and, and just the, the weirdness of the calls, I would say, on this one. So, you know, you think about the the play with Chris Paul. And the reason that ended up being a technical free throw is because there was a delay a game earlier in the game where Dario Saric, after a made basket, you know, tossed the ball to the referee and they said it was a delay a game because he didn't just leave the ball there. Like he, t- you know how it's like if the ball goes through the basket, if you touch it, you know, they're, they're sometimes the call to delay a game, but most times if you're hitting it to the referee, they're fine with it. So he hit and they're like, well, that's a delay a game, which that didn't really make sense. And then the whole Chris Paul one, that really didn't make sense. It's like they called a travel on him and he's, he's like travel. Okay. And he just put the, you know, he, he didn't like throw it down, throw it in the, in the direction, punt it into the, the bleachers. He just is like, okay, and he just dropped the ball and walked away. But some referee out there had their panties in a bunch, and they were like, well, I'm in Toronto for New Year's, and I'm sad. So they were like, you know what? <laughs> he didn't throw it directly to me this time, so therefore I'm calling him. And you're right. like I'd be pissed off if I was Chris Paul as well. There were some aspects of this. It's not a reason. So so if you're watching this, if you're tuning in just a little bit late, one, thank you, hit the thumbs up button. Uh, and two, know that we're not saying the, the referees cost the Suns this game. But there was once again those that that feeling of the Phoenix Suns just can't get any call consistently. There was the one where Dwayne Washington was driving down the yep. lane. He goes up, 
Uh, and and the, the the defender jumped up vertical, but bumped him, knocked him off kilter. He made the layup down too. Yeah, yeah, and, yep. and it went went like down from the side. Yep, DeAndre right? gets called for that all for the time. Every every time he does it, every time he does it, and they do it. And it's like that's not a foul. When you got K Ray on the broadcast, just like listing off all of the missed calls, like be a homer all you want. He was right on every one of them. He was. Um, this is something that's really getting frustrating. I think the Suns got to the line how many times? Twenty three free throw attempts to the 26 for the Raptors. Yeah. Um, you know, that's not bad. It really isn't, but it just seemed like a game where it was more slowed down to where the rest might, they should have been calling it a lot more. Um, I don't know why they were just so inconsistent tonight. And a lot of it, I don't know if it really cost the Suns because I feel like the runs were just so back and forth where the Suns might be down bay, but they'd get back in it. Like they didn't need the refs help. But then when you're making stupid mistakes, like you're the Suns, you get the eight second violation because you didn't realize you know, Aiden had the ball and he almost turned it over. I think that was three seconds. And then all of a sudden you're mm-hmm. walking it up. There's eight seconds. Uh, you're making boneheaded mistakes that cost you the game. So I don't want to get into, of course, the rest hurting the Suns, but th- that was definitely an issue tonight. And I feel like if this was a game where the Suns were continually to try to get to the rim, they were still physical all game long. They would have got to the free throw line a lot more, but they kind of held back a little bit. I think these younger guards like Lee um, and Washington, they did a really good job of trying to get to the rim. Kogi did too, but he had the four fouls early. But he, they were always trying to be physical. Like I think a lot of these guys can look at the Suns. The, I mean, these backups would be like, wow, these guys are physical. They're getting to the line. Aiden, look at that. Chris Paul can't do that anymore, but like, just look at that, man. If you do get that contact, they're going to call it. And they, I feel like they mostly did for the most part tonight. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. And, you know, again, it's just it's just tough when you feel like you're playing against eight players out there. And don't get me wrong. Like, again, if you're a, if you're a Toronto Raptors fan, again, you had more calls called against you in this game and you felt the same way. And they felt that same way on the subreddit stakeout. You know, they they on the, the Raptors subreddit, they thought that there was a lot of suspect calls. So it, it wasn't like it was a persecution against the the Phoenix Suns. This was just a shit crew. Is what it comes down to, in my opinion. This is just a shit crew who didn't. I mean, you see them even trying to explain themselves to the the players afterwards, and that you could tell that the players are like, "Do you know what the fuck you're talking about? Like, how are you hired in this game?" Yeah, and it was it was funny at Monty's the very face too. If you yeah Oof. yeah Monty's his like, like, are you fucking kidding a, me? Like he was looking at his kid a few times. <laughs> you better take a shower. You better get in there, man. <laughs> you know, but. It was funny because at the very around the very end of the game, there was a call where Chris Paul did something, and he he held the ball and he like was looking for a ref. To I love that. To. Yeah, he's all yes. go here. I'm surprised. I was waiting for I'm, the whistle. I thought they were going to toss. Him I right thought they there. were going to tee him up too, but because they, because the Suns were all up in their feelings in this game. Like mm-hmm. you you threw me the ball, delay a game. You didn't throw me the ball, delay a game. Like yeah, Jesus. I mean, even Christ, if the Suns man, this is professional basketball, if the Suns won this game, then I think we would still be having this talk about I the know rest, we would because it was just a weird night of basketball. I the, the original question I was gonna ask you if we won this game is are you happy with this win? Because any I win. If, any if, fucking win. I would have been happy with it, win. but I'm still be as pissed as I am now because it's again like the way that Phoenix played in this game. And again, I know we're down so many key players, but you're playing against a team that's not good. And guess what, Suns fans? It doesn't get easier. Okay. Our next 13 games, only three, three are against sub 500 opponents. Yikes. You know, the schedule is not going to be kind to the Suns upcoming. 
we knew it coming into December. We're like, okay, we have a stretch December and January where it gets really, really tough. We got some really big games against some really tough competition. And the Suns have had a really rough December. Speaking of that, let me see here. So we are, I'm, I'm going to try to pull up something. Let's see. Phoenix I'm is pull up something too. Phoenix, Phoenix's record. Okay. Schedule and results thus far. So if we look at December 1st, in the month of December, the Phoenix Suns are five and now this makes it 10. They're five and 10 in the month. Five and 10 in the month. Can you believe December. that? This is crazy. <laughs> five and 10. And they started oh. the month off with a loss to the fucking Rockets. You know, lost the Rockets, win to the, against the Spurs, lost to the Mavericks, lost to the Celtics, lost to the Pelicans, lost to the Pelicans, lost to the Rockets. Then win Clippers, win Pelicans, win Lakers, lost to the Wizards, lost to the Grizzlies, lost to the Nuggets, win against the Grizzlies, lost to the Wizards, lost to the Raptors. It's been a rough month, Suns fans. It's been a rough, rough month. But nothing is as rough as... Watch. Fine, Matthew. Trying. DeAndre Ayton in this game, 31 minutes played. 2 of 10 from the field. Four total points, seven rebounds, three assists, two turnovers. So I have this whole piece that's going up tomorrow on bright side of the sun. <laughs> and essentially it's saying, you know, the, the title of it is a bookerless Suns team should result in higher eight in production and potential all-star selection, right? Those are the things that I was talking about in the last, last podcast. And I go through it, and I, I break down, you know, with with DeAndre Ayton uh, not playing, seen as throughout his career, his his lowest production ever was fifty five percent from the field. He's averaged, you know, pretty much about uh, being about the twelfth best in the league uh, uh, relative to starting centers at uh, production from a field goal percentage standpoint. Talking about how you know he doesn't get enough shot attempts, um, but that being said, now with Devin Booker out how he's really going to have this opportunity, how this is the chance. This is the chance for the Phoenix Suns to run their offense through Aiton for the next four weeks. Like, here we go. It's Aiton time, baby. Let's go. You Change your offense for a little bit. Add that wrinkle. And you know what? You do that, and he could end up being an all-star because his metrics thus far this year have been, have been pretty good. And then he goes out, and he plays like shit, dude. And, I'm, and, and I, I, I hear you, Jamsters. You know, I hear the eight and defenders out there. Well, you know, uh, uh, he can't pass the ball to himself and they were tripling. Like I watch, I watch, I watch basketball. I saw what they were doing to him. They were shading him. You know, if, if he was going down the paint defensively, they were pinching him. Why do you think the, the Phoenix Suns had so many wide open threes? Because they paid attention to DeAndre and he scored 31 last game. They paid attention to him. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the box score. I'm going to the four points at two for 10. I'm talking about the effort plays, man. I have about five things in my notes that are just pure lack of effort plays. And everybody was turning the ball over. But there's a play where DeAndre Ayton, he gets the ball and he lazily passes it across the court, all the way across the court, gets picked off. He does it again later in the game and it nearly gets picked off. There's a play where he's sitting there, you know, they're shooting a, they're shooting a three and he's just standing there. And rather than jumping up and grabbing the rebound, he stands there and then Boucher comes or somebody comes over his shoulder and just dunks it in. Lack of effort play. Just time and time and again in this one, man. It was really frustrating to watch. Yeah. Um, 
It's just tough. I don't know where to start. I mean, I, I know when Dave King came on the podcast, I did bring up like how he had that um, the post-game interview where he talked about, you know, I didn't know they were coming to double and whatever. I got to do better. Um, I was nice because I was scared of Dave. <laughs> I didn't want Dave to yell because he was yelling at all, at all the champsers in the chat about the hate and hate. And I don't have hate. It's just like things no. like that. He's he's a weird guy. All right. So he's definitely weird. His personality is weird, but um, which is fine. I don't care. I don't give a shit. But just comments like that are like, okay, so this is your fifth year. You just got paid a lot of money. Uh, Devin Booker is out. But you just saying like, you know, I'm going to get double team and triple team. So that's happening. So I didn't know where it was coming from. Like weird shit. Like I didn't know what to do. Like I don't know what to do. Like things like that. It's like that's kind of hard to – I don't know even react to. I'm like, what does that even mean? Um, but, you know, tonight, I mean, I feel like he kind of did start okay. I thought he was feeding off the offense really well. He started off one for six, which is insane. I don't think he's ever done that. Um, so maybe that's why he got discouraged tonight. Um, the effort though is tough. I mean, he even had that closeout. I don't know if he said that. There was a closeout on the three that the guy that hit his first three tonight, I forget his name, in the corner that kind of sealed the deal. Aiden mm-hmm. didn't even close out. Mikhail. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the rookie, out. the rookie from He was U of standing a, there yeah. watching with Mikhail. Yeah. Um, so I mean, he, I feel like he had the opportunity tonight to do what he wanted. They gave him the ball a lot. Um he just he couldn't make his shots. He made some really nice passes to Craig. I think he plays really well with Craig still. Craig will cut every time Aiden mm-hmm. has the ball because Aiden, he gets hyped after those passes. He loves to oh, pass yeah. the ball. He gets he gets very excited about that. Um, but these are just the games where it's just like, you know, we knew need you to win. Um, I think he what do you have like 30? Yeah, 30, only 30 fucking minutes. That's it's crazy. The, that's that's the like so this, weird. Man. What is that? Like, play this dude. Like, why does <laughs> Why does 38-year-old Chris Paul have 35 minutes in this game and DeAndre Ayton has 31? You want to talk about, like, coaching adjustments and what Monty Williams can do? That's what I'm looking for for Monty Williams. That's what, in my article that is published on brightsideofthesun.com tomorrow, that's what I'm calling for. Literally, the title of it, as I said before, the title of it is a bookerless Suns team should result in higher Ayton production, potential all-star selection. The sub... uh, title of it is the question becomes if Monty will reimagine his guard centric offense to maximize Aiden's abilities. Cause it comes down to Monty. Monty just does. He pulls him. He, you know, it, he had two fouls in this game. Like, why is he not playing more? You know? And again, I, I know I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth where I'm like, the guy played like shit. And I'm like, I want more of it because now's the time over this next month where you play the living shit out of Aiden and you change your offensive strategy from a guard centric one. And don't get me wrong. Like one, Feeding Aiden, he was whipping the ball back out, and that that created opportunities. Torrey Craig, as you mentioned, like he gets hyped for those passes, like that's part of feeding Aiden, right? But like, so you're not gonna. That's why when I look at two or ten, like I'm not overly concerned. What in a perfect world, yeah, I want to see 25 shot attempts, you know. But if the defense knows that that's what they're gonna do, which is what Toronto did, and they have the guards and or I'm sorry, the forwards, the wings, and the and the length to defend against somebody like DeAndre Aiden then he's going to have to pass the ball out there because he doesn't know how to be physical. He doesn't know how to do the Jokic-isms that we've talked about in the past of learning how to draw a foul. I mean, that's clear as day. He had zero free throw attempts this evening. You know, so, but that being said, like, you still have to have him out there. So 31 minutes played, unacceptable. The amount of effort, and again, the the creme, the the icing on the cake. And you could sit there, and I know some of you eight guys who, again, you think that Aiton could do literally no wrong. 
guess what everyone can do wrong people had fucking problems with jordan's game right but if you think if, if you sit there and say hey, deandre Ayton can do no wrong when this team is down what 108 104 and they got somebody at the line toronto being that somebody and they miss the free throw and deandre Ayton doesn't jump up to grab it and he gets rebound it goes him. you didn't even try <laughs> you just like no and what do they do what do they do they 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 grab the offensive board, get two points. Ball game's over at that point. Like any like I need to find that clip, snip that, and then just anytime any Aiden lover tells me that well he has had thirty seven touches, front court touches in the first half this year, and then compared to Jokic, that needs to be seventy five. And you know the advanced metrics. Say, I'll, I'll just send him that pick that that video. But yeah, all that shit's great, dude. The guy doesn't jump for rebounds when it fucking matters the most. Um, so I was listening to Bill Simmons today. They were just talking about um, yeah, they, they not, talking I, haven't, about the I haven't caught up yet. No, yeah, there was just um a little bit. They're just mentioning like Zion, kind of like you know he was talking about how Zion, like if you're down three two in a series and Zion's out there the last minute and it's like a tie game, like it's pretty much over. He'll send you home. Um, I'm not saying Aiden Zion, but I get like really kind of weirdly emotional and weird with Aiden because I feel like because the thing is with him and like you know there's always that thing this year where it's like. Well, how come Mikhail doesn't give like as much shit? Because Aiden can be fucking amazing. Like Dumb we have this, we have this talent player. here that is the most frustrating thing ever, and he can just be so fucking good to where if he ends up ever ends up leaving or being traded or anything, and maybe he becomes nothing else somewhere else. Maybe he's just this guy for forever. It is just so frustrating because you know how good he can be. Where I want people on podcasts in the future talking about. Damn, remember that Aiden season where he just basically won the Sons of Championship? Like, mm-hmm. that's how good we think he is and he can be. That's why it makes it so frustrating watching efforts like this. Um, so that's why we go back and forth. You guys can say whatever you want about Mikhail and how we don't give him a lot of shit. That's fine. We do now. But, like, that's because his expectations aren't as high as Aiden. I think mm-hmm. Aiden, when he just does this, man, I seriously, like, I get really weirdly upset about it because I think him and Booker could be something so special and Booker needs his running mate, and Aiden's gonna th- fucking throw it all away because he doesn't give a shit. And he just really quick too, like, and I, I know this is probably bad, but watching his game offensively, whenever he makes his shots, like awesome. But like, it is still so weird and uncoordinated, and just seems like something where he's just like still trying to work out, mm-hmm. where it just doesn't fit. Nothing really fits offensively. A lot of it's forced. A lot of it's not in the flow. There's been very few games where he's been like in a flow where it looks actually. It looks natural, but yes. he doesn't have that every night. It's so weird. I don't remember. I don't. I haven't watched a player on the court play like him ever, where it just looks so. Unless it's like Dario Saric, or it just doesn't fucking match. It, it's a, it's a game where it's so unfluid. I don't know. I can't explain it, but it fucking drives me nuts. I I'm just like keep working on your game, keep asking for the ball, even if you do go two for ten tonight. I don't care. Like, yeah, just put the effort in. Go two for fifteen or whatever. Five for twenty-two. I don't care. Yeah. Like, yeah, continue to work on your game. You need these reps. Ask for the ball. Put yourself in good position. Get the ball. Like he still doesn't do that. He waves his arm when he's and like sometimes they miss him. Yeah, they do miss him. But continue to ask for it. You need at least twenty-five attempts tonight. It just I, didn't happen. I I agree. And again, like I get I get the the being pinched by the defense and having doubles and triples thrown at him. But you know what? You can also you know, s- spin into a guy do that a couple times a game, man. Seriously. 
he always spins away from everything. Yeah. And I know I know it could be the smart thing to do. And if you're trying to put up a jumper, you spin away from it. Yeah, I get that. But you know what? You know, Con Kim says what everybody says. He's soft. It's like spin into somebody. Create a little contact. Maybe you get an offensive foul. But you know what? If you get that offensive foul, maybe they felt that. And next time they're they're going to take a step backwards because they don't want to have their your shoulder in their chest as you're trying to make an offensive move. You know, I mean, there can be consequences of that, but he doesn't. And we've talked about this ad nauseum. He doesn't have that aggression to his game. He's too finesse. He's too passive. It's something that he's been conditioned to do his entire career as a Phoenix Sun. This is a guard centric offense. He, he this team has won games numerous. You know, they've been to the finals and they won 64 games with D.A. being passive with him attempting 12 shot attempts, you know, so why wouldn't he, he, he's been conditioned that way. You know, you look at some other play, you look at Giannis, for example, the reason Giannis is the way that he is, is because he was being aggressive and he can, he was allowed to let his aggressive, let his aggression flourish in Milwaukee while they were losing games. And then that aggression turned to continual scoring. And if he became a, an outstanding asset, then they could build around that. And Deandre, Ayton, like you're not building around Deandre Ayton. You can't. You could if if he would try. If you have twenty Devon, years, yeah. If, 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 if in forty years from now he might be, but it's just you know I don't know how much of this is is Monty Williams holding him back within the confines of this offense, and how much of this is the fact that you know as Kenneth Payne says that Aiton is still so raw. That's perfect. If, you know, I, I love mean, he, that. It's he true. He is. He's so super. If he were to come out, if this was like his first year, you'd be like, oh damn, look at the potential, like. There's something there, like really, like he has games like where a rookie would put up, and you're like, "Fuck, dude, look at him in book. They look like Shaq and Kobe," and then all of a sudden goes away. It's like, "Oh well, he's raw. Like he needs another four or five years." But this is his fifth year. But now is the time, Jamsters. That's what I'm saying. Without Devin Booker, without all of these offensive assets, and they're all sitting yeah. there in street clothes. You got Landry Shamit having the jacket on that looks like 75 eyes are on it. It's like. This is the time where DeAndre Ayton just need feed him and just let him go wild. If he fouls out of a game because he has six offensive fouls, I don't give a shit. Work on things offensively. Get to the cylinder. Try harder. God damn it. Listen to this DraftKings promo. You looking to make some cold, hard cash? Visit the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Who doesn't love a good same-game parlay? Download the app now, sign up with code TBPN, place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN, only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Win enough money and who knows, Jamsters, maybe we can buy the franchise from Robert Sarver. Just really quick. <laughs> a Kogi fan club Perez says uh Aiden should have been a nurse for a living. That would have been so cute. He should have been. Or a flight is flight attendant or something. Well, like he's that. he's got all the all the finesse. I mean um positive Ooh. things. Positive things for tonight. Okay. Is <laughs> I've been bitching and moaning for 35 minutes here. Uh let's see. Nothing positive in my notes. All right, no, I'm just kidding. Um Sun's three point shooting. They in this game. Once again, do outstanding from the perimeter. They are 14 of 30, 
0.7% from beyond the arc on the season prior to this game. They are uh, in the league. They're fourth best at 38.4% in three-point shooting on the 11th most attempts. It's nice having that three-point shooting, man, because a lot of times this team, turnover, 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 3-3-3. Three, three, three. <laughs> turnover, 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 3-3-3. Three, three, three. That was the entire yeah. game. Make it into a song. That's exactly what was happening. <laughs> and, of course, like I think we got a little lucky. Like The, the Raptors missed a few, and then we can go on a run. But it was always, yeah, it was 3-3-3 three, 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 timeout. And then all of a sudden you come back. Oh, Toronto's on a 9-0 run all of a sudden because of turnovers. Um, I feel like our bench and even Ish hit some big threes tonight. They're really saving us in these games to keep it close. Yeah. It's insane the effort these guys are putting in. Um, they just really want to fucking win. Like the way they're playing, Craig out there is busting his ass. He busting his back. He's doing a little butt-to-butt action with Chris Paul there. Well, <laughs> busting his knees. I mean, everything. He is just he. He's gonna be dead by the end of the season, man. Yeah. All the minutes he's been putting up there. Yeah, I had it in my notes. You know, where would we be in this game without Tory Craig? Because with Devin Booker being out, we talk about it. DeAndre is the one who should benefit offensively, but it's it's yeah. players like Tory Craig that ultimately are are benefiting. You look at how he played tonight. He was five of nine from the field, two of four from beyond the arc, had 13 points. He had 10 points in the first quarter. He also had seven rebounds and assists and a steal. Uh, but, I mean, he's the one who kind of kept us just afloat in that first quarter, you know, as everyone's turning the ball over. Yeah. But, he, you know, he, he benefited. Mikhail Bridges. Uh, here's what's amazing about Mikhail Bridges. You know, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll give him a drop in this one, but it's kind of surprised. <laughs> The warden. I love good old Merle Haggard, but uh, but in this game, Mikhail Bridges. All right, wait, that's not you. That's a song. Yeah, that's fucking. Oh, that's Merle Haggard. I thought that was you the whole time. I seriously thought you just had like a what? country background. You'd be like the warden. I thought that no. was just you. The warden. No, it's uh, what song is that? Merle. I don't know. I've never heard this before. Oh man. Oh, now I gotta Google. I know the song. It's just it's it's leaving me right now. I was actually at work singing Merle Haggard today. Someone uh, will know in the chat. Yeah, someone in the chat knows exactly what song that. Sing me back home. Yeah, sing me back home by Merle Haggard. Uh, <laughs> he had no idea. That's funny. Um, after all these times in the first in the first quarter, O for O from the field, and then I tweeted something out. And I did one of those, you know, like looking for Mikael Bridges on offense. Yeah, you know, he was two or three in the second quarter with seven points. Uh, in the third quarter, he ends up scoring five points on two of three shooting. And in the fourth quarter, he's four of six for 12 points. He had, he had, or I'm sorry, that that's incorrect. I clicked the wrong thing. They don't have the fucking thing done yet. Okay, here we go. Nine points. I'm sorry. By Mikhail Bridges in that final quarter. I mean, he was our primary offensive threat in that fourth quarter. So, you know, Ken, Mikhail Bridges, my question with him is, do you think he's injured? Oh yeah. Yeah. He's definitely injured. Yeah, his like, game has shrunk a lot. At, at what point is he going to just say, fuck this Iron Man shit, and I need to take a week off? Now's the time, dude. Phoenix is going to play some tough teams, and we're yeah. not going to be winning these games. Take some time off, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's hard to say. I, I feel like he's kind of like the EJ player where he's going to play through it. I mean, he has EJ there as our announcer. He can't – if he takes a day off and then EJ goes up to him and be like, hey, what's wrong? He's like, oh, I'm just going to take a rest. Never get his respect back again. Be like, oh, back in my day, these guys <laughs> never rest. They would play through any kind of injury, which was true. I feel like these guys get injured so much now. Um, 
he had I feel like he was trying to make up for like lack of defense a little bit tonight. He just he seems smaller now on a lot of guys. And I think that Trent Jr. kind of punked him a little bit playing defense, like pushing him around. And then he yeah. got seven straight points there in the fourth, which was really nice. Um, he was playing a little bit more physical, but they're just like there's something that's shrunken in his game. He looks a little bit thinner too. He kind of looks sick. His face and stuff, he looks so fucking tired. He looks like the he Steve looks tired, Nash. yeah. He looks like Steve Natch at the end of all those runs where we were yes. never in the finals. He just looks exhausted out there. But then he just he pulls some good games together. Like tonight was a really good game. What a waste. He's just so yeah. close. He's just so used to being our closer, kind of just to come in and get those steals and dunks and do the little celebrations like the last two seasons. Now it's like you have to do everything else. Now that's no more fun. It's no more dancing. You just gotta go in there and play as hard as you can. And it's just difficult, man. Every night in and night out, these basketball players just don't do it anymore. No, you're right, man. And he's he. That's the best way to describe it too. He just looks dog tired. Mm-hmm. And if if I was to tell you that Mikael Bridges had the most minutes played by a member of the Phoenix Suns tonight, would you believe me? Mm, no, damn. I was looking too. No, I don't believe you. Yes, he was. Yeah, he thirty-seven. Should... Yeah. So not only does he play every game. <laughs> He plays like all of every game. He always plays 40 minutes at least. Yeah, That's crazy. Like, What's the point? Why? Again, Monty Williams. Like, come on, man. You're the one who controls the substitutions, motherfucker. Unless he just loves it. Like, he just doesn't want it to shrink. Because I know, like, Chris Paul's uh, numbers or his minutes went down, right? All oh, 35, but they're usually oh, down if we're healthy. Yeah, but you know what? DA, he had, he had 31, you know? And That's who knows? Big. Yeah, that's exactly where he so should be. Stupid. We got to keep him fresh. What I cannot wait till this book is released about this guy and this team. I just want to hear everything and be like, what? 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 Flipping the pages. Oh, my God. Oh, my like, God. Why? We had to go through all this shit with I just, this guy? I can't wait till the piece comes out on The Athletic. You know, like Chris Paul retires and he just starts to go, dude, Monty just he didn't know he was afraid of da he was terrified jj jj reddick pod i guess yeah <laughs> another, yeah old yeah, man in the awesome. three yeah. maybe maybe da got so much time on the bench even though he only had two fouls because jock landell played so great Jesus, this is a nice limo yes it is now suck my jock landell now that is me saying jock landell on that drop that's not merle haggard but you look at what he did in this game, 17 minutes played, 6 points, 11 rebounds. And that was kind of the challenge in this game because, like, DeAndre Ayton couldn't get to the boards, and that's okay. Like, if he's boxing out and other guys are getting to him, that's great. But I really like the effort that we saw from Jock once again in this game. It was the bench that ultimately kept them in this game, I feel. Because the the start the starters would come in, turn the shit over, turn the ball over a bunch. The bench would come in, they'd hit a bunch of threes and get us back in the game. And then it's just like turnover, 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 three, 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 turnover, turnover. You know, because the same thing. It's like Dwayne Washington and and Lee combined for nine turnovers themselves. You know, but they also combined for a total of let's see, only three made threes between the two of them and uh, from seven beyond the arc. There's one guy who had a bunch of threes, and we'll, we'll talk about here in a second. But to give me uh, give me your thoughts on Jack. Yeah, I mean, he didn't start again. This this would have been 30 games in a row if he was to start again, but he didn't. Uh, I think he kind of helped DA the last few games. The first game, for sure. Second game, not so much on the boards. Tonight, though, was different, man. Boardman gets paid. I think that's what uh, Kawh- Kawhi Leonard used to say or something when he was actually playing. That was his I remember, logo. I remember that his- guy. Yeah, he used to say that a lot. Um, he was killing it. I think a lot of his effort went the right way. Um, he ended the third quarter with a foul and then came back in, was still aggressive in the fourth quarter. So 
like you said, man, I think this bench mixed in with our bench playing as starters, they just, they're carrying this team as hard as they can. It's not like you, it's just so weird because a lot of these guys are used to like maybe the old days where we have these bench players that just don't give a shit. They don't put in the effort, but these guys are on a different level. Yeah, I don't think we've ever, I know that maybe the names aren't as sexy, but seriously, like, the, the amount of attention they should be getting it's really it's under the radar because no one's really talking about them as much. I don't, I don't know who would talk about them because the Suns are fucking losing. I guess if we were winning these games, they might be talking about Washington Junior or something. But right now, I don't think we've ever had the effort played from a bench like this team, and it's not being rewarded also because we're not winning. We don't have our players um, starting. So if we have our starters back, I mean that'd be nice to see how this this bench unit would gel on the like going into like the playoffs, like it would be exciting to see just seven of these guys like coming off the bench and seeing how it works and the rotations. It'd be fun to watch. I was seriously thinking like, why don't they just start the bench guys one game, you know? And then like all the starters come in as the bench guys. DA would love that. Oh, he, yeah. Yeah. That that guy's destined. You don't guys destined to be a, to be a a bench guy, a bench role player for some team. It's crazy. Sabonis is going to make him make it over the over Aiden as an all-star. Yeah, it is. Isn't it crazy? It's gonna happen. It's, it's gonna pretty happen. fucked up. Yeah, no, it's 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 earned. It is, you know, earned, but, but, but it's but, fucked up on our side. Yeah, well, that's what we get, you know. Uh, but but talking about the bench, you know, one of the things that I I think that you're referencing is the the fact that the bench thus far this season, including tonight, is shooting thirty seven point seven percent from beyond the arc. You know, that's fifth best in the NBA. So they have the firepower that I just I I don't know if I was expecting you know from from our bench unit and they they take 13.9 three pointers a game which is seventh most out of any bench in the nba so again like i just don't know if i was ready for the offensive output of this team i thought when the season uh commenced that this would be a team that had a defensive mentality which i'm fine with and, and they they have that in the josh Kogis and, and and lee can play it and landell can do it with the way that he can block some shots and deter some shots but just the way that they have been able to perform you know, again, they they were the bright spot in this game for me. It was the bench. It was the way that they kept this team in it. And I thought to myself, midway through the third or fourth quarter, they clawed all the way back, right? They were just they were three or four point deficit. I was like, fuck, they're going to put the starters in when they're going to fucking lose this game. I guarantee goddamn it. I guarantee it. And, you know, true to form, it's exactly what happened that the they, they came in. And in, in true boneheaded fashion, there's like, you know what, let's uh let's give this one away. You know, so I mean you look at uh tonight, for example, this was a clutch time game for the Phoenix Suns, which they lost another one. Uh, I don't know what the record is, but uh they ended up in the clutch time, they ended up shooting thirty three percent from the field. Uh how many turnovers did you know they had turnovers, one turnover in the clutch time because they ran away with it. They had four fouls in the clutch. I mean, it's just kind of embarrassing. And again, you take a look at this team, a team that was so good in the clutch just a year ago, right? I mean, they were top in the league in clutch time, winning percentage and a ton of different metrics. Their winning percentage thus far in the clutch is 33%. They're five and 10, which mirrors their record in December. 28th best in the league. You look at their their shooting percentage. They're 38.9% from the field in the clutch this year. That's 27th in the league. And a team, uh, well, they, they don't do horrible from beyond the arc. They shoot 33%. But when it comes to fouls, I mean, they're they're second worst in the league 
in fouls in the clutch. The only team that's worse is the team that we play Monday afternoon. And that's the New York Knicks. <laughs> How, I don't understand. And, and I get all the assets that are, I, I get all the things that are changed, but it's just, it's, it's tough as a Suns fan. Cause like last year, it's like, dude, all we got to do is get within five minutes. Right. It's, it's, it's like being a fan of a football of it's, it's being a fan of a football team. And you got Justin Tucker on your team. Right. You're like, dude, all we got to do is be close at the end. Cause Justin Tucker's going to hit a fucking 60 yarder. And we got this. And this year, we can't fucking we can't do shit in the clutch. <laughs> no, no, it's totally opposite. I was thinking too um, while you were reading that off a little bit. I was just thinking about like who, because uh, a lot of people obviously are thinking, you know, we need to get somebody else in here. We got to make that trade. Oh yeah, um, it's all the, it has to happen. All the Suns fans because you don't you don't know what's gonna happen. You don't know if free agents are gonna want to come here in the future. Who knows? Things change so quickly. Like I'm just I keep thinking about like who. He's going to want to even come here. Who's going to want to play with this team? I, well, I don't know. it's not a free agent. So, I mean, it's a trade. So, they don't have a or choice. Or a trade. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a, they, they don't have a choice. But the, the challenge, somebody said it earlier in the chat. You know, one, it's the, it's the sheer fact that we're, the, that James Jones is currently sitting on four expiring contracts and hasn't done shit. You know, you have Jay Crowder. You have, uh, I think, who else is expiring this year? But there's four of them. That's a fact. Dario Sarge expires. Like, the, any anybody, any any general manager is trying to trade expiring contracts, especially if you're trying to compete. You're trying to trade expiring contracts so they don't just leave. So you you garner some asset moving forward. And, you know, James Jones just hasn't done that. You know, with this loss, his Phoenix Suns, James Jones's Phoenix Suns, are now the seventh seed in the West. We're in the play-in now. We're in the play-in, and we are... Again, a game and a half out of just not being in the playoffs. That's just the reality. That's what we're dealing with going into the next 13 games where, you know, three games are against sub-500 teams. It's just things are going to get bleak. And I was trying to think of a good transition subreddit stakeout, but mm. I just gave up. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. Well, look at that. I don't give a fuck disguise, huh? Yeah, look at this. This is how I was hanging out in the subreddit. No disguise. For those of you listening to the podcast, I'm sure you kind of pick up on it. But if you're listening, every time we do the subreddit stakeout, and if it's Matthew's turn or my turn, we we put on a little disguise. You know, like we were hanging out on the subreddit stakeout, trying not to be, you know, our our typical Suns loving self. This is how I showed up there, folks. I literally was just like, hey, guys, I'm the Suns fan. You know, know, they're like, well, we're from Canada. We're nice. eh? We're never truly mean to you, are we? It was like Irish Canadian. Um, so here's some of the things that that they said after the first quarter, a quarter in which the Phoenix Suns scored 24 total points. Said less than 30 opponent points in a quarter. Let's start planning the parade. Yikes! Because they know they suck. 13 forced turnovers and we're down two. Mark of a bad and inconsistent team. Jay Crowder sitting out and it's mutually agreed upon. Poor man's James Posey thinks he's Scotty Pippen. LOL. Which is funny. That's a funny thing. He thinks he's Scotty Pippen. That's so funny. Fucking Crowder. Who knew that that linchpin would ruin the fucking season? Uh, for someone so old in the league, I'm surprised how crafty CP3 still is. Oh, that's so sweet. Some Suns fans actually thought Bridges plus Cam was a better trade package than OG Ananobi and Gary Trent Jr. Laugh my fucking ass off. And that's obviously in reference to a Kevin Durant deal. Uh, this squad's whole culture seeing Siakam take over a game, then seeing how well well the rest of the team will fail him. 
Uh, <laughs> that was pretty funny. Pascal Siakam, 41 minutes played for Pascal Siakam, 26 points. He was 8 of 10 from the line. He was 2 of 5 from beyond the arc and 8 of 17 overall. You know, the real killer tonight, again, was Gary Trent Jr., and I feel like he's done that to us before. Because uh, OG and Anobi had five fouls and only played 29 minutes. Uh, I mean, you, you look at the box score and you're like, this team didn't really fuck us up, but somehow we lost it. You know, their their bench had a total of 17 points. Our bench had 18, 29, 35, 41 points. So 41 points, but you know, it's just like, uh, what else did they say on the subreddit stakeout? Aiden has two points against a team without a legit center. Let that sink in a little bit, Jay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Aiton with 22 minutes so far, four points, two of eight field goals. Their last game, he was going off for 31 points. Damn. And then somebody responded, soft, mentally and physically. How many times are going to hear that? I wonder how many other players get called soft by other fans. You know what I mean? Well, think about it, though. You and I, we, we're in the subreddits every game. How many times do you see other players being called soft? I don't see it often. Not soft. I, I don't. I, I hear a lot about Aiden in this shot. It's really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, how are we going to stop Aiden? But then you always see a lot of soft shit. I never see anything else, even on Twitter, anything about a guy being soft. I see other players call each other soft, but not from other fans. No. When I'm in other fan bases, subreddits, and they're talking about who they hate. and or, you know, Because a, a lot of the subreddit stakeout that we don't necessarily talk about on the podcast is the self-deprecation stuff that happens with fan bases. We do it. That's what we do on the podcast. We just sit there and rip our team apart. That's what every subreddit is. I try to find the things that are re- that are relatable to the Phoenix Suns and how they perceive what our team is. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them is literally just tearing their team apart. They were tearing, what's his face, uh, Scotty Barnes. They were tearing him apart in this yeah, game. Isn't that weird? Yeah, they're like, Dude, oh, he, he, pe- he peaked during his rookie year. You know, they, uh, you know what, what a bum. I've heard uh, you that. Know, like he's yeah. just not the same player, man. He was and, like, I think I had him picked as an all-star. That was like one of my guesses. Like he'll be an all-star this year. <laughs> not, gonna, not gonna happen. But do you know what they didn't call him the whole time? They didn't call him soft. No, he plays hard. Yeah, he just his game is just off. I don't know what it is. The, that's the majority of opposing players. They don't get called that. But there you go. Subred stakeout. The Suns Jam Session Subreddit Stakeout. Just one good more guy I want to talk about real quick before we uh, talk about our next game. The Sarich Smoke Break. I got to say, Dario Sarich was in true <laughs> Dario Sarich mode tonight. 20 minutes played, <laughs> two of seven from the field, one of three from beyond the arc. He had three assists. He only had two rebounds. He had nine points. But, dude, like, I think I tweeted out. I'm like, I'm like Dario Sarich spends more time on the ground than dirt. <laughs> I love Sarge. Like it's so nice just to laugh. It's not even like a mean laugh. I'm just laughing because he's just funny. Like they were like fouling him under the basket because they didn't know what to do with him. So they would just swat at him. It's like, no, get him down before he pulls out his little handgun or something. You know what I mean? Like I feel like they're like, what's he doing? Like his little pump fakes and stuff. Like, what is that? Like obviously he can't get up, but well, he had he it's just one play. They don't know what to do with him. Well, he'll he drove to the basket. He went up and like the moment he jumped, you're like, you're not even gonna make the basket. Like this is not a jump, to, <laughs> like like you're gonna be short on this layup, and he throws the layup up, and it you know it, if you look at it, it kind of looks like he got fouled, but he just and just falls down. It's hard to call it the, as a ref, and right? they didn't, they didn't, they Why never do. They? 
Not for him, usually, unless like the guy hacks him. Like they did a unless few they times. hack him like three times, like a yeah. lumberjack trying to take down a, yes. a California redwood. You know, like yeah. Normally, it's like you got to found three times before he gets that first one, and and normally it's like on the sixth slap. That's when he actually like hits the ground because he's just he's so much pain. But yeah, just... his his passes too, man. Oh, oh man. There's just... like Eric Bledsoe, man, where he's just everyone knows where he's gonna pass it. You know what I mean? I, 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 yeah, I'm telling you, man. Just watching him tonight, I was just like, oh, yeah, Dario. Because I was thinking the past couple games, I'm like, Dario doesn't get a lot of play. You know, it's like he was a big asset with this team, you know, with the whole Cam Johnson deal and that draft day and the ACL injury kind of sucked. And that would actually really impact the finals. And then he was out there. I was like, oh, man, who's this guy? This is this is ugly. So maybe he's just not the same since his injury. No, he isn't. That's a fact. And he'll never get a chance to play himself back into shape. I don't even um, know what to say about him. Last thing I had in my notes before we hand out the jam star. Uh, Thaddeus Young plays for the Raptors. Remember how yep. he was all we talked about last year? Not yes. even us. I don't think we were huge Thad Young guys, but because a lot of people were talking about it, like we would we would bring him up all the time. But like, what the fuck was our problem? Yeah, I I, I wanted him because we had the same issue where we just weren't physical. We didn't couldn't get the rebounds. It's the same shit. You know what I mean? We don't have anybody to help. So we thought, so, oh. A big guy that's kind of physical would help, I guess. He's not even that big. Was he 6'8? 6'9? I, th- I think he's 6'10. I think. Is he? He seems smaller. I Every time so. I, I think about him, I'm like, oh, a big dude. And I watch him play. He's like, oh, I'm like, he's not even that big. He seems pretty dwarfed. So is Kyle Kuzma this year's Thaddeus Young? No, because Kuzma's Kuzma's a difference maker. And if he goes on any other team. Like if he gets traded and Suns don't can't do anything for reasons of the owner, then we're screwed. We're not gonna have a shot. Even if Booker comes back, we're not. If one of these West teams gets gets Kuzma, that's gonna be big for any of those teams. Anybody can have them. Clippers can get them. Anybody that'll help that team. True. Oh man. It's gonna be rough. Rough. <laughs> Jamsters, this is a reminder if you're listening, don't give us a five star review. If you're watching, don't hit the thumbs up button and don't comment on who your jam star of the game is. Matthew, I went <laughs> I went first last time. Why don't you tell us who your jam star of the game is in this one? Let's give it to Mikhail, man. It's probably his first one of the year. I gave it to him, maybe. Maybe from uh, maybe the first two weeks, maybe I gave him one, but I'm gonna give Mikhail. mine. I'm gonna give mine to a guy who we never talk about on this podcast, and I think is the only member of the Phoenix Suns who does not have a drop. Ish Wainwright, man. We never talk about Ish Wainwright on this podcast. The Suns Jam Session is a non-Ish Wainwright podcast, not because we're dicks, just because we always overlook them. And I'll tell you, I thought that he really had a solid performance in this game. He was three of five from the field, three of four from beyond the arc. He had nine points. He had four steals. He had two rebounds. He played physical in this game. He fouled out, you know, but fuck it. He fouled out. Like, he's out there trying. I thought he was playing some really good defense. I just enjoyed watching Ish tonight. And I was, you know, I mean, from the corner, his 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 release looks really a lot quicker than it used to be. Quick. I remember it's, it's quick, in and out, right? In and out. He's ready to go, like a pop and shot, whatever those little those games are. Yeah, That's like, what it looks like. Yeah, like he that's what he it's it's quick. And I I'm like, you know what? I need to give Ish Wainwright some love because we never talk about him. We're too busy dogging everybody else. So yeah, I'm happy um, you did that. 
Seriously. I'm, thank you. It's the one positive thing I can do today for the Phoenix Suns because they ruined my day. And, you know, the last one of 2022. So uh, next game for the Phoenix Suns will be the first game of 2023. By the way, if I let's see, how did the Phoenix Suns end this year? The calendar year of 2022. Let's see. I have this statistic. Let me pull this up. So. Uh, their record this year is 20 and 17, correct? Correct. Just say correct. Yes. Uh, so they got that. And then 17. So they ended this year with a 63 and 33 record from January 1st to December 31st. A 656 win percentage for the Phoenix Suns. Uh, if you take a look at how that relates to all-time uh, calendar years for the team. That is the one, two, three, four. It's like the eighth best year. Something like that. Motherfuckers. So there you go. So uh, the Suns play the Knicks. Any, anything on the Knicks that you want to talk about? Yeah, let's um do what I always do, where we're going to play a team where I want their player. I want you to lose. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, nothing. I think they're playing better this year. Um, there's a little bit more hope there. RJ Barrett's been on a tear. You know, he he's like the new um, he might be like the new he's not Jason Tatum, but I'm saying the ups and downs that Jason Tatum used to have, like I feel like RJ Barrett might be that guy because he can light it up and people are like, wow, look at this dude. And then all of a sudden, like he'll have a bad couple of weeks. Um, but he's been very consistent. Um, he's been so bad at shooting early in the early in the year, but he's picked it up. Um, this team will be physical, so we'll see. Um, it's New York, it's New Year's day after day yeah uh, the, the second. second so lucky the suns gets to spin in new, in new york that's pretty cool i think so says jay's out there isn't he in new york or something i think so he's in boston or new york so yeah 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 so cool if he gets to go to the game he, i think he's going to the game probably that makes sense it'd, if he was it'd be dope yeah you take a look at the team they're 18 and 18 uh their past few games you know they, they've lost four or five in a row they play tomorrow against houston but they've lost, <laughs> they've lost five in a row um you have RJ Barrett, right? Yeah, but our, they got RJ yeah. Barrett out there. He's uh he's nineteen point seven points per game. They got Jalen Brunson and such. But RJ Barrett is uh he's out a week or so with a, fee, a finger laceration, so we probably won't even see him. Oh, is he out now? Yeah, because yeah. his last game he had um what seventeen points. Basketball and then he was reference. Out. Yeah. Whoops. Thirteen overall in points. Fourteenth overall in points given up. Uh, from three, they are. 25th in the league relative to percentage, but they take the 10th most amount of threes, 22nd in blocks, 24th in assists. They're a rebounding team. They're third best in the league in rebounding. They're third best on offensive and sixth best on defensive rebounds. So that's going to be the, the the question. When you talk about physicality, it's going to happen on the boards. What will be interesting about that game is it's is it one in the afternoon? Yep, one o'clock. Yeah, one, one o'clock, Jamsters. So, uh, Join us early for that one. I know we both have that day off, right? You're not working. Yeah, I'm off day. Monday. Yeah. Why? In our year, he was um he was shooting, yeah, 40, 44% almost from three, and then he had 24 points per game before he went out. So I like this, what I, I like what Con Kim says. RJ is Harrison Barnes's clone. So he's not Jason Tatum? Hmm. I don't I don't think he takes the ball to the rack like Jason Tatum did. No, I'm just it, saying, like with the, I get the peaks and valleys maybe, and expectations. Know. That was a bad comparison. It was bad. Just like my analysis of the game. (laughs) RJ Barrett's great. He's out. Yeah, I know, but they're a team that's on fire. Yeah, by by losing five in a row. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, this this month though, before that, they won what eight games in a row? They won eight yeah. games in a row. Before yeah, that, yeah, so. they were on fire. And then yeah, they're a, a very schizophrenic team, if you will. So join us for that. How are you spending your New Year's, Matthew? Probably doing nothing. You know, I don't do much lately in my life. It's just basically the podcast. So because I'm not doing a podcast at night, I don't think I'll be doing anything. What are you guys doing? <laughs> not I work tomorrow. I have a feeling that it's going to be busy and I'm not going to have enough staff. So it's going to be a busy day. I, just, I know that's coming. So I just want to get through tomorrow. So I have a couple of days off and just chill. That's all I cool. want to do. Just, just chill. Fantasy Super Bowl for me. You know, congratulations. You beat lose ass. We'll see. Proud of you. Yeah, I barely did. But hey. um. Proud, proud of you, proud of you, All son. Right. Thank you. I'm proud of me, too. Well, good. Well, on that note, I think that we're all proud of the fact that we've spent over an hour after the shit game talking <laughs> about the Phoenix Suns. So thank you, Jamsters, for joining us. Again, don't press like, don't subscribe, don't rate, don't review. Just don't do it. And we'll see you on Monday. Oh, Happy sorry. New yeah. Year, everybody. <clears throat> see you next yeah. year. Go home and love your new family. <laughs>